Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's uh, that time of the week again. I don't know why I've... Where, why did I open with that? Welcome to the Driven Chat Podcast. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at DrivenChat.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wherever you are listening, all over the world, uh, we're coming to you live from... No, we're not. Not live. I'm just going to start oh, again. We are, we are living, Joe. We're, we're live. live. <laughs> we're, right now we're live, just like you are. Uh, yeah, we're, we're coming recording. to you alive. Alive and well. John Markar here. Hello, the one with the gargled intro. <laughs> oh, I hope nothing happens to us there. before this goes out. Well, that, in that case, we're, really we're dead. Macabre. Yeah. Um, we are sat in a, I can only describe as a windowless white box at the NEC, the National Exhibition Centre. It feels like a surgical Birmingham. operation room. It does. Yes. Uh, yeah, I do feel like you could definitely do open heart surgery in here. It's that bright. Um, but we, we're here at the classic car show at the NEC, which is a great event because, uh, like we've said a few times throughout the year, it's, it's nice to actually be back at events with people and cars, and it's, it's lovely. So we are here, despite the fact that we're tucked away in a quiet corner at the moment, we are going to go and explore very shortly. But we've been able to catch up with a collection of guests, some of whom are going on to our radio show, Sunday 7pm Talk Radio, and others who are coming on to our podcast, just like... Ant Anstead. Yeah. Now, it's not the first time we've spoken to Ant. Um, in fact, we've had him on... I think he's appeared a few times. A few times now on the podcast. It's called a handful. A handful yeah. of times. He's very much a, a familiar guest. It's the first time I've spoken to him, though, so that was quite yeah. nice. Yeah, I, I couldn't work that out. Definitely but, yeah. enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, There's a big celebrity theme to today. There because is, we've spoken yeah. about it a few times and we've kind of hinted and alluded but never revealed. Mm. And today he gave us the nod. He was like, go on then. 
<laughs> you can ask what you want you about can... my Hollywood misses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I doubt if you're an Anstead fan or a follower, I doubt we're going to tell you anything you don't already know. But yeah, oh, we I are. don't know. I don't do you reckon? It's... Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. We have a proper deep dive with him. We talk mm. about what it's like and the ripple effect and the ramifications yeah, and yeah. intrusion and all no, that. But even kind of though stuff. I think people know who said celebrity. Bridget James. Bridget James, yes. otherwise known as IRL, Rene Zellweger. Pretty cool, isn't it? It's pretty cool. You know, he's going out with Bridget Jones. It is weird because, like, I was thinking, when he was sat in front of me, I was like, yeah, you're going out with Bridget Jones, the, 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 yeah. the lady off the telly. And yeah. Whereas I don't see him as the man off the telly. It's weird because if he shows me things on his phone, like um, photographs of his, his, his youngest yeah. being played with by her, it looks like a movie scene. You know what I mean? You yeah, just kind yeah. of go, that's not real. That's not your <laughs> yeah. girlfriend. That's a, that's a the very famous Hollywood actress. Yeah, doing a perfume advert yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With your son. That's, that's his life and that's great. It's lovely. Yeah. It was a really nice chat. I enjoyed it. it yeah. Really and we were talking about this in past tense. You're about to hear it, but it was a nice chat. Um, Amy enjoyed yeah. it. Amy I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Best chat. Screw you guys. Had. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's revelations about um, a wedding that maybe did or didn't or maybe about to happen. Uh, there's all there's all sorts of things. Stay tuned for that. Um, what else can we say? Thank you very much, by the way. Uh, we requested it, or not requested, we mentioned it a week or so ago uh, about our YouTube channel and said, hey, if you fancy you know, coming along and subscribing, please do. Loads of you did. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Because uh, it does, it helps us. It's, it's great. It kind of gives us a little spur on um, we've got some stuff coming up this week that we also allude to in this podcast that we will be playing with looking at some sort of car that Ant Hanstead and Jensen Button have been involved in it's going um, to have a big fat embargo on this thing we're doing in the it will but eventually we'll be able to show that in some sort of video form and if you want to see it then you have to go over to our YouTube channel and find us and, uh, and, and finally I only figured out this week as well whilst I was fiddling around with our YouTube settings you can just now type in youtube.com forward slash driven chat and it will take you straight to our channel before Boom. it was like channel dot four hundred and eighty five thousand dot <laughs> underscore forward slash. Well, that was what the show was originally called, John. To be yes, that's true. Just yeah. track with audiences. Yeah, no, it was very hard with our tagging on social media as well. Yeah, yeah. But thank you, everyone that has done that. Uh, it means uh, a huge amount to us. Uh, your next task, if you are enjoying this podcast, is to tell two friends. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to go into depth. Just say, hey, you like cars and conversations. Listen to this. That's all you need to do. Maybe they don't even have to be friends. If you see somebody get out of a car, like at Sainsbury's or something, you can go, you, you have a car. Listen to this podcast. Yeah. That would also work. Yeah. Or if you hate the podcast, <laughs> send it to two of your enemies. Let them endure it. Mm-hmm. I hope you don't hate it. I like it. I think it's all right. I think we do a good job. That's all right then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Generally, this concept of two friends has completely thrown <laughs> yeah. me. I mean, I could send it to a friend. Maybe. A friend's fine. Any anyone that you can share this podcast with, just say, look, you might enjoy this. Have a go on this. Have a go on this. <laughs> and um, yeah, send it on because you know we we love doing this, and the more people that we can get into our radar, and the more ears we can get into, the better. Because it's fun. Yeah, we got cool. We got cool guests and. This is only the beginning. You're looking at me like I'm about to say something very insightful. But Go for it. I'd, I'd like you to burst into song. What Are you song? sure? Can you sing? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I can't. I think I can sing because I've, like, I have headphones uh, in and I listen to music all the time. Then I take them out and I carry on singing. I'm like, oh, no, Ooh, no, no. Put no, those put back those in. in. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I cannot sing. Okay. Although, can you sing, Andy? Yeah, a little bit. 
car. Not great. Should we do karaoke night? Yeah. <gasps> karaoke. You do it in a car. Karaoke. Mm-hmm. That's that what you do. Awful. So if anybody wants to suggest any songs that you'd like to hear <laughs> us sing in karaoke, please do get in touch on uh, at Jim Chapman. I mean, Mustang Sally's an obvious go-to. It's about a car. Tracy Chapman, Fast Car. Good Mustang Sally. Fast Car, yeah, that's a good that's one. A what good else track. could you have? What Car-appropriate car karaoke song. I've been driving in my car. It's not quite a Jaguar. I don't know who did that. Someone like a madness or um, something, wasn't it? Or a, yeah, it probably was. One of it? them. Something with sugs in it. <laughs> and um, oh, there's loads of cars. What's wrong? My brain switched We're off. We're all having big old blanks now. Yeah. It's because we're a long way into the day in a, in a windowless a room now. Window, yeah. <laughs> I haven't morning. seen the sun since... It's been about four hours since I've seen it's actual, long, I think it's actual sunlight. That, John. Yeah, probably yeah. is. Didn't Queen do a song about being in love with a car or something like that? No, uh, the bicycle. I want to bring yeah, that one. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, still has wheels. Not quite there. This is a long rambly. Sorry, bit. it well, is. We just, just yeah. want to tell you we've got yeah. a really great guest. And Anstead, you've, if you've heard him before on the show, then you will have heard him chatting at length about Radford and his various other activities. But this, I think, is the most personal conversation we've had with Completely. him. Completely, possibly the most personal conversation he's ever had with anyone in his life. Ever. Maybe actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're about to hear it. He's a top man. He's a good friend of ours, and I think you'll enjoy this. Amy enjoyed it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Aunt Anstead. Hey, it's Driven Chat. How are you doing? We are sat with, and by we, I mean Amy Shaw, John Marker, and myself, Andy J. We are sat with our favourite newfound American. Is that fair to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been on the show many times before. He's my great buddy. He's now Mr. Bridget Jones, and we can officially oh. say that. It's Aunt Anstead. Hey. Hey. Round of applause. Yay. How are you doing, I'm American. No, but you are now officially card-carrying... American tattooed American man. I uh, I don't have any tattoos. I can confirm. Can we Never test it that? with certain words that Americans oh, pronounce I thought you were wrong? Saying, can we test it if I have tattoos? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I'll leave that alone. But if you could say water, water, aluminium, aluminium, <laughs> tube of toothpaste. Why is that American? Because they say tube, tube, oh, really? tube of toothpaste. Yeah. You seem to know more about American than I do. It's a secret we are yet to get to. Oh. Okay, oh. that, that was a bit cryptic. I, yeah, I do, and John uh, doesn't do cryptic. What's I, going on? I, I enjoy living in America. I What's like your favourite thing about living in America? Um, I live in Laguna Beach. I mean, that's that's good. Uh, so I get to see the Pacific every day. Cool. Uh, nice. I live uh, on Moss Beach, which is this tiny little uh, uh, sort of. It's, it's kind of a less trodden beach, which is really nice because Laguna is quite. Um, down by Main Beach, it's quite touristy. Okay. Um, so there's the weather, the food, the culture, the people. The car culture is unbelievable in, in Orange County. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just feel really at peace. It's funny because when I first moved to America, which was five years ago now, yeah. within a week I, I kind of felt, wow, this feels really at home. Mm. And I've yes, often wondered there. about moving over. I've often thought, can it... Can you do it? I mean, it was you, you had a rocky start. To be fair, it wasn't <laughs> wasn't the easiest. Yeah, I love the way you've managed that. Rockies <laughs> are pretty Rockies are pretty reasonable work, but the Andy J Suite at my home is available. Yes, oh, thank the you. Towels are soft, and um, you get coffee in the morning. Yeah, and I get to chat to a real Hollywood A-lister movie star. Your, uh, your yeah, it's girlfriend. funny actually. A British friend of mine, uh, he stayed. We had a, a kind of a boozy Laguna evening, and uh, he won't mind me mentioning his name's Tom. Mm. <laughs> and Tom um, ended up uh, uh, sleeping on my sofa kind of in a, a drunken haze and uh, Renee, bless her, uh, woke him up, sort of kneeling down with a cup of coffee, sort of shaking him gently. Tom, 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 are you okay? Anyway, he's kind of, he rubbed his eyes, grabbed the coffee and, uh, and then he said, um, wow, 
but Bridget Jones makes good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we can talk about it. It's funny because I was, I was, I was talking to you guys in uh, Silverstone, right? We've, yeah. we, I think we've had you on the show a couple of times since you've been dating, but you were dating in secret. Yeah, and you point. guys kept that secret, of course. We're friends. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, we, you know, I, I got off the show. I got to talk about some nice stuff about it, but it's been really lovely. I mean, I, now that we can talk about it, because this is the thing. One of the things we did talk about was the press invasion. Now, actually, this is something that there's a journey here, and I'm not just going to talk about Rene, because that would be weird. There's a whole journey from you were doing really nicely in the UK. Okay, we're going back five years, six years or so. You had started to pull up trees in the automotive space on TV. You'd been doing shows at the BBC. You'd been doing shows for Channel 4. You were doing really nicely. And then mm. along came Wheeler Dealers. Ding dong. Hello. Mike Brewer's calling. Ed China's leaving, I want you in. You'd known Mike, you'd known Ed, you were up for it. However, there's a twist, you've got to move to America, you've got to move to whole, <laughs> your whole family here. Now, I've talked about the rocky road of that, and we don't need to explore that, but what I'm looking at is the change in status for you. Psychologically, things changed significantly. You were not, prior to Wheeler Dealers, prior to moving to the States and so on, you were not what I'm going to call tabloid fodder. Do you know what I mean? You, you were not having people camped outside where you lived and worked, getting reportage photographs of you. I mean, right now, Amy's snapping away like crazy. Sorry. I know. <laughs> yeah. You're no, the worst pap ever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? You had the degree of privacy that you had been used to. Yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, the um, sort of pre-America... Um, you know, it was nice. You know, I'd, I'd occasionally get, you know, automotive press, obviously, but that... That non-automotive press, you know, those glossy magazines you see in the airport lounges. Uh, you're right, yeah. But when um, when I married uh, Christina, that changed overnight. Yeah, I mean, in fact, well, that's the timeline that the listeners may not be aware of. And I'm, I'm not going to kind of over-label it, but you went to America as a married man with a, with a British family. And, yeah. and that didn't work out for reasons we don't need to explore. You then quite quickly started dating this really very famous American lady who was particularly famous in America. Very, not, not necessarily very well known here. in America, yeah. And you got married and had a little ban. Yeah, that all happened very quickly. It was pretty, it was whirlwind. But uh, yeah, when, uh, when my relationship with Christina started, it, yeah, it, was, it was tabloid fodder daily. Yeah. And, and how was that? Because that's not tabloid fodder for what you're doing professionally. It's not tabloid fodder for stuff you've said or some kind of random out there thing. That's who you are romantically linked with in private. Yeah, it's been funny because I've been on that... Uh, you know, my love life, effectively, has been uh, well documented in the States for four years now. Mm. So at the beginning, it's weird. And now, you know, you just have to laugh about it. And, you know, Rene and I talk about it a lot, that... Um, you know, she's probably had it worse uh, for 30 years. So, um, but the, but the, but I found it the fascinating. This is part and parcel for Renee. She's, she's kind of aware of that. When you're a Hollywood A-lister, when you're a movie star, yeah. you know, you're a guy who traditionally fixes up cars. You do it brilliantly. I know, I'm a mechanic. I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. But remember, the, you know, the association has come because of association. Right. Um, it, it's interesting because the, uh, the kind of the, the reality press, I guess we'll call it, um, you know, between Christina and Ren, you know, I was my own person. And, you know, they would often write and, you know, it would be, um, you know, pictures of Hudson and myself or I live in a beach community, so I got snapped on the beach all the time or I get snapped in town and that's kind of weird. Um, but, you know, the way I see it is, is it's all sensational, isn't it? They want to, they want to kind of sell magazines and I think, you know, people love... Uh, 
uh, they love a story of failure. So a divorce is actually quite good, mm-hmm. um, you know, for these magazine sales. So when you're a high profile, uh, as Christina is, and you know, I started to do some big shows in the US, so it became uh, it became interesting. And I think the reason that it was in the magazines every week is because I think people liked it. They liked that. Ah, oh, yeah, you know, get off your perch and. You know, you're just like us. You failed, and you know, because divorce is a, you know, it's an, an issue in it today's sucks. culture. Yeah. So um, I think that's the reason. And then, um, actually, in fairness, it's been relatively nice. You know, you know, I've had obviously I always get negative stories, but I've, um, you know, in the main, it's been reasonable. Um, apart, take the invasion bit out because it is incredibly personal, and it is weird stepping out my house and there's paparazzi on the street, and they follow you and stuff like that but yeah I'm, I'm now it feels like now four years later yeah whatever because this is this is what i find so so kind of curious and, and and kind of as your mate i still don't know how you quite get your head around it because i was i was telling a story to the guys earlier about how you contacted me when you'd been over there for a very short time wheeler dealers had just started this is before all the relationship stuff and you called me from the sema show and you were like i can't believe it there's a massive billboard of me in it and you were still kind of i was on the side of a skyscraper yeah and, it, and you were <laughs> but there, there was excitement and delight oh my and god it was, it's amazing yeah so but that in itself it's a bit like winning x factor you know you go from being something to suddenly something even bigger overnight without realizing it and, and that will kind of that was happening anyway because of what you were doing professionally but yes. then suddenly that got derailed almost because of relationships it got overtaken yeah, yeah you're right yeah there's this kind of interesting um there's this interesting dynamic because i i never first of all i never set out to be on tv it was never a plan of mine i turned down my first ever tv show i was offered mm-hmm. and um you you enter this uh, you make these decisions and you say yes to stuff so you enter this space not realizing that it comes with some mm. caveats. Yeah. So you don't consider those caveats. You think, yeah, I love building cars and I get to do it on TV. So I, yeah, that sounds like a cool thing. I'll do it. And I've seen so many people step into the media space and not realize that it comes with strings. Now, I didn't realize at that stage, five years ago, yeah. or even eight or nine years ago, that some of those strings means that if I make a mistake, Privately, it's going to be public, or if I date someone, or if I, you know, marry or get divorced, it's just going to be everywhere. You know, my um, my poor family. When I started dating Ren, they had journalists knock on their doors. And bear in mind, you know, my, my brother's a police officer; his, his home address is protected, mm-hmm. and he had a journalist with a camera really? just knock on the door one day. My mum did. My dad did. In fact, my mum. Look at this. My mum sent me a text actually kind of mad at me going, what the hell? You married Renee. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is the front page. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Just married in England. Oh, so you, you actually married her in England. And look, it, Only it actually, 23 it actually says it's, it's official. official. It's like, official. Wow. Now, you and I both know this is a totally fabricated story. Yeah. There is no truth to this. There's no foundation to this. That's crazy. What magazine's that? That's a, one of the big glossies. I'm not going to say it, actually. Yes. Just, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so they, that is a big one. That's not that's like a, a big kind of, glossy magazine, yeah. and it's the front page. So... You look great, by the way, in that wedding I, photo. I do, I do look really good at the wedding I never attended. Um, so my mum, my mum, and I've had countless conversations with my parents because I'm sure, like, you know, we're all of a similar age. Our parents are all probably of the same sort of mindset. Mm. So my mum sees the front page of a very reputable, glossy magazine on the shelves in wherever it was. And um, 
There is an actual story with pictures of Renee and me. Offic- it's official. We're married. It even mentions there was 23 guests well, and we wrote what? vows. Exactly. If, if I were your mum, I mean, as your mate, I'm thinking to myself, hang on, only 23 guests. I would expect to be there. <laughs> yeah, right. Like yeah, yeah. But like if I were your mum, I would really expect to be there. I know, but think about it. They've actually, you know, this means that people have sat around a table and gone, let's this whole thing. make a story up. Yeah. How many guests? And one of them, I don't know, 26. No, no, let's say 23. And it talks about handwritten vows and the fact that it's in England. And I'm relatively open on social media. You'll know if I'm in England. Yeah, yeah. Ren's not been in England for I think since Bridget Jones. Since no, I think I think since Judy. So eighteen months ago, two years ago. Yeah. And um, my mum rightly goes, "What the hell? You got married and you didn't tell us." And I'm like, "Mum, come on! It's not real." It is fascinating that you can take. I get the whole let's write a made-up story about made-up people. Completely understand that. But when it's let's make a made-up story about people that are really real, have their own profile, have their own friends, I just don't. I don't get it. How can that even be legal? But is it like when, I mean, this might be a bit different now, only a little bit, when Starbucks put the wrong name on your cup and suddenly everyone's like, oh, you know, look at this. Oh, yeah, you take photos of it. Yeah, and and so immediately it's already, like, people are like, oh, look what, you know, this, if you like, this isn't real or whatever, then already you're publicising that magazine. Yeah, you can't give it oxygen. Yes. You know, the, um, it's funny because I, um, I, I don't engage with it. You'll never ever see. I was going to ask that actually. Your, your relationship with paparazzi and, and press. Do you do you entertain it, or do oh, you t- try to just try and? <laughs> um, I, I see the same faces again, and some of them are really mean. Um, really? Yeah. One of them said to me this was a few months ago that um, they asked me if Hudson had Down syndrome. What? And that he was a really ugly boy. Um, but I know because they want a reaction. They want a punch or something. I guess. Uh, I guess they want to try and wind you up, or they want you to react so they get the picture. And I'm kind of quite calm, you know. I'm an ex-armed yeah. officer. You yeah, know, I, yeah, yeah. I was chosen as a TFP officer not because I would shoot, because I wouldn't shoot. Yeah. And I kind of, um, I was, I just shrugged it and said, he's way better looking than you. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Um, so, and they know now that I'm, I'm not going to rise to it. Um, yeah. That is terrible. Though. Horrific. That, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm still trying to like make sure that I would be one of the 23. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I still don't feel that's been answered. Uh, yeah, what if? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's not real. <laughs> it feels like a no to me. I mean, I'm very upset. Let it go, Andy. Let it go. Yeah, let's move on. to it. <laughs> but how? I mean, how much has it kind of broadened out, like professionally as well, though? Because in a way you could tap into that. And I don't mean because you don't expect Yeah, it. oh gosh, yeah, but you could, yeah. You, you know. kind of could kind of go, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm Mrs. Mrs. Bridget Jones or Mr. Bridget Jones even. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. You know, we've been dating for many, many months now. Mm. I won't say how long because I don't want to mm-hmm. timeline it. And I've only ever put two pictures of us up in that period. Um, and I, uh, I don't engage with it on interviews you know there's, there's there was a few awkward interviews i did some sort of breakfast tv chat yeah. shows and they want to get that angle don't they They're yeah like, you know i go on yeah, there we'll because promote your show but also how about yeah well that's it's, it's interesting isn't it because contractually i have to go on these shows to promote the tv show so i did a show uh on discovery channel so they sent me on that kind of bre- press junket for a few days and it's though and, they, and they're live the shows are live so the first question is about the car show mm. oh tell us about the car show next question's not about the car show and, um, you know, I really, I made it clear. It was kind of awkward. Hey, no, I'm not really going to talk about that. Good. It is awkward, isn't it? I mean, it's awkward it's, when it's Mario Lopez and it's live TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's a, there's a line and people need to understand it. It's like when we spoke prior to you saying we can speak about this, you were clearly like, 
yeah, we, you know, we, we're not going to talk but about But it's okay for me not to answer. This is the yeah. weird thing is that, you know, I can imagine a few people out there in the uh, same position feeling compelled they have to answer. Like, I suppose, no. especially if it's live, it almost feels like you're being bullied into Yeah, you don't have to answer. Yeah, completely. You're yeah. captive, aren't you? Yeah. You don't have to freaking answer. Mm. But the thing that, I guess the thing that kind of winds me up slightly on your behalf... Is that you is, weren't invited? Yeah, it's, it's the 23... <laughs> the imaginary wedding. If it was 24, would I be there then? No, it's not that. It's, it's about... The fact of the matter is that you are pulling up trees professionally. You know, you're doing a, an excellent job. You know, never mind, you did great on Wheeler Dealers. Then all the shows that have followed since then, you have stepped up your game. You mm. are now really acing it professionally. Mm. Like if you had no relationships whatsoever, if you were Ant the Monk, right? You were a celibate man over there. Yeah, we don't want that. No, <laughs> no, let's say you were. There was no, there was no relationship baggage at well. all. I still think you'd be doing really nicely in America. I think your career trajectory is great. So the sort of sideshow, the circus of your relationships... It's a shame. In a way. It's a shame, yeah. It's, it's interesting because um, I've done... This year I've done a, a, quite a few car shows. Mm. Um, and I've actually asked myself this question. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Because I, I actually say no to a lot of shows. So it, obviously, schedule-wise, you can't do everything anyway. Mm. So if it's a schedule conflict, obviously I can't do two shows at the same time. But you know, I, did, I was at one point filming four at the same time, simultaneously. And um, I, kind of, um, I, I kind of say yes to stuff that I really like, regardless of the sideshow. And it's interesting that you mention... You know, you could, if, if, if I was a, you know, these kind of reality people that engage with it they, and they, they piggyback on that wave, it would have probably been a different matter because I've been asked to do shows in that space. Yeah, I bet. Um, particularly when I was, uh, you know, in the middle of that divorce, shows where you go and dance and people vote, stuff like that. Oh, I've <laughs> heard of these. The, 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 um, not one that involves an ice rink, but a different one. Uh, right? So there's that, there's that ilk of show. And yes, I've been asked a few times in America to do that sort of yeah, stuff yeah. because I'm in glossy magazines every week. So. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> um, Something like that. <laughs> just, um, but no, I've stuck true to what I started 10 years ago and that was to do car shows and engineering shows and... And, um, you know, I've got some really cool stuff coming out next year. 
And, you know, Radford's been a cool thing as well. Well, yeah, so. we have to talk Radford because, I mean, this yeah. has been a transformation. Uh, we're going to get on to Radford. I, do, I, will, I promise we will finish talking about your relationship now. <laughs> this is, this <laughs> yeah, is you're just one. like them. <laughs> no, 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 because this is, I'm talking to you as your mate. I'm not trying to get headlines here. I'm curious as to the impact it's had on you as a person, not, not to the, I'm not asking you about what she's like in bed or anything like that, for goodness sake. Although, but <laughs> my last question, has it, has it affected things in commissioner terms? You know, do you show up to the network to talk about a new show and they go, so how's, uh, how, how's things at home? Actually, no, it hasn't. It, what's really interesting is, um, you know, I, I live and work in Hollywood. All of my commissioners are in Hollywood. So right. they're kind of used to that stuff. And, um, you know, the commissioning boils down to value. You know, a commissioner that says, I believe in this project so much I'm going to fund it. You know how commissioning works. Mm. Um, it can't be frivolous it has to have substance to it because ultimately you'll end up making a show that doesn't have any value yeah so it's, it's not so like you've had people going so you'll definitely still be in a relationship when this goes to work exactly yeah exactly. No, all, everything good. that I've been, everything i've worked on has been commissioned has been has been on merit for the content of the show good you know, the, and and the irony is is that we met on the show yeah which is kind of cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Discovery's dating service, way better than Tinder. It's going to be, it's <laughs> going to be uh, our story in about three years' time, John. John oh, right, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. Me and who, sorry? You and me. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Thank you. So Hope I'm one of the 23. <laughs> no, so apparently, many apparently not. In, in this you know, I'm not in your 23. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, come on. So let's talk about Radford, because this is yeah, probably exciting. Cool. We've, we've had the pleasure of having some exclusives on this show with mm. it and everything. You've teamed up with... Well, actually, quite quite a large number of people. It's easy to just go kind of for the front men, you and Jensen and Stubbsy, and that's brilliant. But actually, there's a lovely team around you. Don't, I'm not going to call them an entourage because they're a really hardworking tribe of people. Yeah, we've pulled we've pulled a cool team together. Yeah, and yeah. you've you've produced something mega. I mean, when you first told us about it, we could only imagine it. There weren't photographs. Things weren't quite ready. It was still kind of in the yeah, development phase. Yeah, now you put a bit. There's a bit of meat on the bone, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Radford's you know, the timing of Radford's the most remarkable thing because, and I think. Timing is the, the, the critical reason why Radford's um, doing well. Um, is because right now there's this kind of resurgence in heritage. Heritage is back. Heritage is valuable. People are interested in it. Um, you know, look at OEMs doing continuation cars. Yeah. They're re-looking back at their back catalogue. Um, also, it's at a time where coach building's back on the agenda, probably because of shared platforms and people mm. moving to EV. Yeah. So we're looking, you know, companies are looking more at coach builders. Um, and there's an appetite for it. So they, the client, you know, customers out there are actually interested in cars that are slightly odd or slightly unique or low volume. Um, and it's also at the same time where Jensen, Mark and myself happen to be together in the US in this tiny little, we could have been anywhere in the US, but yeah. we happen to be together in this sort of the same vicinity. Because you've known Jensen for a long time. This is, yeah, you haven't it, just got together for this. You no, no, we've been mates for a while for a and time. he was kind of added to the fold and it's perfect timing for him. You know, his race career starts to peter down and I start, you know, Wheeler Dealers for me, so I start to be able to pick and choose stuff I want to do mm. and then add Roger, the, the legal sort of brains behind it, the glue that holds us all together. He happens to be available at a time where Lotus are also going through a transition themselves. Mm. They happen to be moving over to electric, so it's a kind of a, a big hurrah for them. And they've got the Geely investment as well, so all of that's happening. Exactly. So yeah. all of the, this is kind of all these planets aligned that made Radford possible right now. And I kind of ask myself often, would Radford have been a possibility, say, five years ago? Mm. And actually the answer is no. Like te yeah. 10 of those stars aren't even there. So um, right now the stars have aligned for this and in, in this moment. And, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, a couple of nights ago, I, I, we revealed the interior 
because we'd been slowly teasing out the car over the last few months, kind of leading up to the TV show in December. But we teased out the interior, and I went down to Bremont, the watch yeah. company, who I'm a huge fan of, by the way, because Nick and Giles in 2002 had this vision. And we live in a world, particularly in Hollywood, where that you know people, in my mind, fall into two categories. There's the talkers and then there's the doers. Mm. So loads of people might, might say, oh, I want to w- launch a, a watch company or I want to w- launch a supercar company. But how many of them actually freaking do it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, in that in that moment at Bremont, and I know Amber came along. She was she was the, the replacement me. I'm afraid was, she was there representing yeah. uh, you guys. And um, did you she know, do a good job? I, I, I said, look, I followed that Bremont story with real admiration because yeah. in 2002 they had an idea. By 2005, they were making two three hundred watches a year. Now, 2020, they're making 10,000 watches wow. a year. They're in multiple countries yeah. all over the world. Their watches are being worn by Tom Cruise on movies and Tom mm-hmm. Hardy on movies. But their core value... Rep- Tom Hiddleston? Is, is he wearing is, them? All the Toms. All the Toms, I mean, yeah. All the Toms. Yeah. Every Tom in the Tom world. Has Tom one Hanks, has he, has he got one? But they st- they've stuck true to their core value in 2002. Yeah. That they just wanted to do it. Mm. And I could, I, I'll take my hat off to him. So, you know, it's hard. Launching a business is hard. Launching a car company is hard. Building a supercar is hard. You know, we live in a sector where um, it's fraught with failure. Mm, you know, how course, many times yeah. have people gone, oh, I've got a supercar, and it costs freaking a billion dollars and takes yeah. 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, since that seed of an idea, really, in the last 18 months to two years, we, we've got, yeah, we've, we've built a freaking supercar. Absolutely pulled up trees, man. And, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's one of those ones where... I was wondering, is this a bit of a last hurrah for the internal combustion engine? But, of course, you're doing it in America. Now, I don't know the regs over there. We've got the whole 2030 deadline. Everything's going to be electric or, you know, part electric or whatever mm. and so on. What is it in, in the States? Have they put anything on it yet? Or is it just hopefully will be a yeah, bit more I think, responsible? Yeah, you know, I think ultimately every, every country is likely to follow suit. There has to be some sort of parity globally. Yeah. There has to be. Um, because of you know trade relations and 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 infrastructure and production lines and stuff, but um, actually electric vehicles are really popular in America. I think mostly because Tesla's in America. Yeah, that's true. You know, you go around. You know, I live in California, the home of Tesla, and Teslas are to a penny. So culturally, they've been accepted now. It's probably a. Uh, it's also not about the technology. It's not about the engineering anymore. People aren't questioning about well, what's the range or is it reliable. People are now saying Tesla's a cool car. Yeah, like I'll own one because it's a bit it's a status driven thing it's you know ultimately cars are fashion yeah it was a pretty good upgrade from the Prius as well wasn't it because the Prius came along remember everyone in California was like right that's it this is the car that's going to save the world we're saving the trees we're saving the dolphins Larry David was the champion of the Prius yeah and then a few people went wow hang on, they're not quite as eco-friendly. So, of course, it was, oh, God, now we need a new car. Tesla comes along. It's like, hooray, this is yeah. perfect. But it's, 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 you know, it's funny because um, we were talking about this the other day, that cars are our fashion. Because ultimately, yeah. if you purely bought a car as its primary objective, a mode of transport, we would all be driving minivans or Correct. we'd all be driving, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But actually, a car represents exactly who you are. Yep. Do you think that cars are also a type of throwaway fashion in that case, that where people feel like if they've not got the latest cars, especially in America, uh, people, they're not deemed high status or cool or something like that? Or do you think there's a change of um, thought process behind this because of this, this green movement? Um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people fall into the keeping up with the Joneses trap and they're looking at their neighbours. Mm. Um, 
But at, at the same time, there's there's an argument that says there's a financial reason. You know, there's offsets, there's tax efficiency to having an EV in, in the States. So, you know, you could look at it fiscally. Mm-hmm. So when you think of all the boxes you want to tick, it's affordable, it's status, my neighbor's got one, it's reliable, it's economical, I'll buy a Tesla. Well, there's also, in America, the culture is you have to drive everywhere anyway. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very yeah, driven. Yeah. Yeah. In the it's UK, there's a lot you can do on the bus, you can, a lot you can do on foot if you live in town and so on. Whereas in America, that's not the case. That's why your car parks are absolutely gigantic. Because actually, no. from where cars. you live to where you need to be, you've mm. got to drive there. Although saying that, I went to one of those gigantic car parks. This was about a year ago. And it was, you know, a, a shopping centre with a, you know, a superstore here and a shop here and a shop here. And I saw a guy come out of the superstore getting his car, drive to the other side of the car park, get out and go to the next door. That's my hero. (laughs) I know, I know. My spirit animal is that dude. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, you've also got sunshine. Look, not all the states, but plenty of the states are a lot sunnier than the UK. Yeah, we're lucky in California. Yeah, so, you know, the whole things like the Tesla roof panels and so on. Mm. Solar charging is a much more prevalent thing in in America as well, which again, if you're fueling up an electric vehicle, it's much cheaper and easier. It's a kind of no-brainer in that sense. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, ultimately, I think it's going to make it's it's a generational change that's happening, and I believe that in two or three generations' time, my great grandchildren are going to look at this period and the period before, and they're going to laugh at us. Oh, they're going to say, yeah. "Are you kidding me? You drew, you drilled a hole in the ground, mm. took out this dirty black stuff, and made it made the world dirtier cleaning it." To especially when you consider, you know, electric cars outdate. Petrol cars. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. London cars had electric cars. taxis in the 1890s. Yeah. The first yeah. land speed record was an electric car. Yeah. Like, why isn't it, why doesn't my children know this? Yeah. And um, yeah, they're going to look at us and think, you guys are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a car guy. Do you know what? I mean, you're, you're right. You're projecting that kind of three generations ahead or even two. Yes, people will laugh at us about burning fossil fuels. I wonder if it'll also be people will think we were evil for eating meat. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, yeah, that, you know, well, we could be going well off topic here. Well, yeah, but that's all right. It's yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you're, right, yeah, you're right, because I think the, the, this movement of, especially yeah, right now at the time we're in, there definitely seems to have been this Greta Thunberg generation of people where it has kind of made everyone whether you like her or loathe her love her you everyone has kind of gone well actually I get, yeah i get the point like do we do we do need to stop eating meat do we so we are i feel like we are at this very interesting turning point where exactly as you say andy a few years probably not even generations from now maybe even quite soon 10 years from now mm. we'll be looking back and there'll be twice as many vegetarians and a lot more vegans and we will look back and go god we a bit wasn't that actually a bit silly you know yeah. 10 years ago from now we were all driving around all of us but a lot of us were driving around in v10 powered family cars with lamborghini engines in them and that was normal and nothing about that seemed bizarre it was brilliant but 10 years yeah. from now we're gonna go how mad was that yeah, you know, I mean, what well, on at, earth are we doing look at america though if you, yeah. you know look at the car culture in america you know what if you said to most brits what's you know describe an american car they'll go it's massive yeah, massive with V8. a v8 yeah, and yeah. it's just this lump of metal this boat cruising down the street consuming all this fuel and yeah. it's heavy i mean it's three times the size it needs to be yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, you know, you think of the, 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 Chevy, Bel- the Chevy Bel Airs and all the kind of <coughs> big American cars. You think, gosh. But I guys- think this about big Slurpees in America. 
you know, you guys have these enormous drinks. Don't say you guys, like I'm them guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm not those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the Slurpee guy. I live in California. I'm the green juice guy. Enormous. It's basically a dustbin filled with sugary drink. Uh, yeah, yeah it is pretty, uh, yeah, instant diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how you get away with it. Not, all right, not oh, you, but man, yeah. I mean, how do you survive if that's your yeah. daily thing? You pull up, you get a massive coffee and a huge bucket full of blue juice. Basically yeah. full of E numbers and sugar, yeah. I Is remember it, Mike Brewer, he came on the podcast not long after he came back from the US and said something like a pint of milk over there, or the equivalent of a pint of milk, it's got something like 13 teaspoons of sugar in it. What? Because it doesn't taste nice enough without it. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. Uh, yeah, there's um, is, you know, well, no, well, I yeah. First of all, I don't know how true that is, but well, it might be. But because I did start looking at um, my daughter's really into um, kind of food and ingredients, mm. and because she's got a really severe nut allergy, so she has to be careful about what she looks at. And if you actually, it's, it's worth googling. Mm. Google the difference between ketchup between America and England. Oh yeah, and it's, yeah. I, I think I know. I that think in, I think in the UK it has five ingredients, and in America has thirty. Wow. Uh, look and Google the the difference between um, Nutella. Or a cereal, mm. and um, yeah, there is a, um, and I can t I can taste the difference. I can yeah. I've noticed the difference between American food, um, and I think about it in a practical sense because there's 62 million people in the UK, 330 million people is it in the US? Something like that, yeah. In which case, how do you imagine? Everyone years, has to eat every morning, every lunch, every dinner, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's there's just a huge volume. Can you lay that many eggs? Can you milk that many cows? Can well, there's also that terrifying phrase that we were being told for trading with America, chlorinated chicken. You know, and you mm. just kind of go, oh. Yeah. What, they're in a swimming pool? Yeah. <laughs> 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 they come out smelling like they've been in a public swimming pool. <laughs> it's, it's, well, no, it's, it's one of those things. It's about trading standards. Mm. And, you know, we're having to change our food standards since Brexit and so on. I mean, I don't know the intricate details, but I know that there was this big outcry that in trading with America, there might have to be the acceptance that we'd be having food that we would have normally rejected when we were yeah. in the EU. Yeah. Food that wouldn't be allowed it would have been in. Completely illegal. Yeah, yeah. Milk, milk, milk gates is a big issue in America. Yeah. Know, I, I, I do listen to. Um, my friends in America talk about milk. Yeah. Because milk's not, people don't, I mean, my friends don't drink milk in America no. because they know it's not that good. Hey, yeah, yeah. We I have know. gone slightly off topic, but <laughs> it's, it's yeah. nice to have a tangent. Oh, sure. Very briefly about cars, because I know you've got to get on stage as well. We're at the NEC in Birmingham at the moment, the classic car show. There's loads of wonderful people here, some amazing cars. We have to actually, we're in a little room right now, and we, we're desperate to Brightest room on earth, by the way. Yeah, I'm jet lagged. Maybe that's the reason, <laughs> but my, I feel like I'm being tortured. This is Retina 3000 in the room. You can't do surgery in here. That's the thing. If anyone has an appendicitis, we can fix it. You know, we've got a knife and a light and we'll be okay. But, I mean, let's talk about the next step for you guys. Radford is pulling up trees. We're going to, I mean, are we allowed to say we're going to see the car soon? Potentially, yeah. I mean, we're doing a, um, when does this go out? That's up to John soonish. John, when's this Radio go? show next week, podcast, could be could be as soon as Monday if you fancy it. Okay, so um, if, if Monday, if this is out, let's make this as current as possible. Um, we are in the middle of um, uh, uh, fil film, filming the tail end of the Radford show. So the Radford adventure, relaunching the brand, mm. building a car, partnering with Lotus, telling all the history. The history is unbelievable, by the way. Um, it's been documented in a television show for Discovery Networks. Right. Um, and Jensen flies on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So for you guys listening right now on Monday... 
Yesterday. Yesterday. He's here, guys. Yeah. He's right here, right now. JB and um, in the country. We are, uh, we are taking our John Player special uh, oh. Type 62 to Radford to the uh, racetrack at Heffel at Lotus. Because our journey started at Lotus. It started with Jensen and me knocking on the door and saying, guys, we've got a really cool idea. Will you go for it? Out of interest, did you talk to other manufacturers or was Lotus first? Lotus was first, but we are already aligned with other manufacturers. The next car is... We've made it. But the world doesn't know yet, do they? No. no. Jensen's driven it. <laughs> and we'll probably... We're going to tease it... Oh, gosh. We're going to tease it in December on the show. Okay. But we won't reveal what it is. But I think Q1 next year will probably reveal what it is. But I, th- I imagine it'll be leaked by then anyway. Can we ask a couple of little questions that you can swerve? <laughs> yes. Is it another British manufacturer? It's a global recognisable brand. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's That's not very, a sports car. Very broad. Interesting. It's not a sports car. It's not a sports car. So think of basically any car, maybe. Think any car maybe, but I'm. Th- I reckon <laughs> I'm not going to tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's when 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 it's revealed who the uh, OEM is, it's going to raise some eyebrows because it's an <gasps> OEM. Larder. <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> I freaking wish. Are they still around? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, what are yeah, larder making? Part of the Stellantis group now. So yeah, they, but are they actually making larders? Yeah, yeah, you can buy. Shut yeah, up. You can buy. I'm telling you now. I swear on my life, I'm going to buy a larder. 13 I grand. Drive around a larder, and larder. 13 grand. 13 grand. For, grand for get your larder neither. Renault switch gear. It's a proper, proper thing. Go off roading in it. You can drive it through water, what? as proven by Johnny Smith. Uh, and you can just oh, drain it out I've again. Seen, yeah, because I've got yeah. Johnny. I've seen yeah, him. Yeah, it was that. That was one of those. Wow. Oh you my should gosh. get one I'm even LA. in the car world, and I didn't even know Lada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take take Rennie around in a Lada. That would be great. Actually, her car choices are kind of cool, because um, she's like she's the most grounded human being I know. She's so cool. She drives a minivan. Cool. Is she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she came to um, Pebble Beach with me for the Radford launch, and um, if you take the scenic route back, PCH, through Big Bear, um, and you do it really slowly... It took us about eight hours, but we uh, we took an Avora and she drove the whole way. Oh, <laughs> oh brilliant! Stick, <laughs> which is rare for American. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say Americans yeah, yeah. don't drive stick, right? Yeah, oh, that's she's, great. She's proper Texan. Oh, that's cool. So right, so we've got a new project with Radford. So we're finishing off. Yeah, so we'll be wrapping up Radford the TV show this year. I, I believe, and don't hold me to this, it's going out on Discovery Channel, um, uh, sort of the tail end of December. Okay. So it'll be a nice way to mm-hmm. to wrap up twenty twenty one. The um, the uh, Radford, the car company, so put TV aside for a second, is already aligned with multiple OEMs, and I think that's one of the one of the amazing things about Radford. And you know, I know um, I know Maz, the CEO of Singer, really well, and oh, he's nice. been a great advisor to us. And you know, Maz, it's funny because you guys are car guys, and you might be able to answer it better than me. That you know, where does Radford sit in the in the car? Space. It's not quite, in my opinion, a supercar, so it's not really competing with mm. the, the Connors Eggs and the McLarens and the Lamborghinis. It's also not really a sports car, so it's not really competing with 911s. No. It's in this kind of weird space. I'd say exotics, I think, is, is that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe that would be, there's an answer to it, but, but I, I, the weird thing about, and you know, I mentioned Lamborghini, when we took the cover off at Monterey, Lamborghini unveiled the new Contash. And that's yeah. been, I think, actually widely criticised. It has, isn't it? This has yeah. been some really bad yeah. press about. Yeah, it has. But and it's interesting because a couple of journalists wrote some stories saying that, you know, Lamborghini should have looked at Radford. Yeah. 
And when you consider, ultimately, you know, if everyone's going to be re-looking at their back catalogue, I'd like to think that at some stage, Lamborghini are going to make a mirror. Yeah. Mm. And if they make a mirror in the same style and heritage that we made the Type 62 to, I think they're going to do a good job. In fact, Amazing. I'd love yeah. Radford mm. to make the mirror with Lamborghini. Yeah, because be So I, I believe over the next few years, we're going to see OEMs actually leaning more into the heritage but not making a continuation. Because if you park our car next to the original Type 62, the lineage is clear. You can see the DNA in the car. Yeah. Yeah. And I, think, uh, I, I do think that a lot of... Man- I mean, I spoke to manufacturers. They came up to us on the stand saying, yeah, that's a real sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And no one's really looked into it yet. Yeah. So I think, um, I think uh, that's Radford's sweet spot. So the history of Radford isn't tied to one brand. Like Singer is tied to Porsche. If Singer yeah. were to do a... I know a M- Lada, <laughs> it, would raise, it would raise some eyebrows, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Radford's, um, Radford's strength is that we're not tied to one brand. The next car is not a Lotus. The one after that is not a Lotus. The one after that is not a Lotus. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. We can, we can partner with brands because that's the brand heritage of Radford. We can do stuff that has heritage in it, which means that we get to be really creative with the design. And, you know, and, and being a sort of a storyteller on TV means that we get to talk about history as well. Because yeah. the history, I mean, think about it. Lotus and Radford both founded in 1948. And over those years, Chapman's history is unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, Lotus history is unbelievable. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. in racing. Mm. I got sent an email by Lotus the other day of all the firsts in Formula One yeah. that Lotus mm. did. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, the 72 was just I mean, mind-boggling. It's, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. So it's really nice and you know, for us to be able to tell these stories and celebrate British engineering and endeavour and yeah it's it's cool there's a lot of appeal for a manufacturer to be working with you as well I'm mindful of time as well we've only got a couple of minutes left but yeah I got, well, I'm getting married at three o'clock that's it well, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it you're not coming but you're there right. Right. Hey. <laughs> Amy can take some photographs I can do that oh, right. yeah. Br- Br- yeah. maid of honour oh yes please thank you <laughs> Bridget's maid <laughs> so, but if you think about it if you're a manufacturer and you were thinking, you know, you want to be working with a coach builder. You guys have got a lot going for you. You've just smashed it with yeah, yeah, what you've we, been doing with yeah. Lotus. I mean, it's yeah, you've pulled up the trees and you've you've left no stone unturned. You know, the JPS livery was a masterstroke. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're very, very good getting a really, really yeah. smart move. They'd also Wait get. Till you see what's next. Well, I need oh to see what's next. God. But you get massive exposure. You've got celebrity names attached to it, but that doesn't take away from the quality of the product. It's not like there's... Yeah, it's a good car. You know what I mean? It's a proper car. It's, it's properly made. It's not just where yeah. lending... And that's why, you know, partnering with Lotus is interesting because um, actually I was at SEMA last week and somebody asked a question on the stage about um, why Lotus and was there anybody else? And, you know, and actually, you know, I've worked with big OEMs and they're quite bulky. Mm. Getting decisions made takes fifty people and seventy emails yeah, and takes course. months. And mm-hmm. Lotus have still got this kind of n- this kind of uh, small, nimble, flexible family mentality, actually. And um, I think that partnership with Lotus has made the Radford launch way more possible because mm. we we have within eighteen months we've designed, built, tested, revealed. Oh, it's Ren. <laughs> a um, a um, a supercar. Yeah. You know, normally it takes years and years and years. So and is that giving us a little insight to what we might be looking at next then? Next is bulky. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. It's a larder. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely a larder. I wish. <laughs> you if larder are listening, genuinely. I can, I can make sure they are. <laughs> if ge- if larder are genuinely <laughs> listening, I would love to get behind the wheel of a larder. Let's do it. 
We so could make that happen. happen. Like, I would the love. Is, can we make it happen in time for Wednesday? That would be. Can I? Um, <laughs> no, I would love to. No, I would love to drive it and then just set fire to it. Can we <laughs> <laughs> you may, may not get one. That's, <laughs> that's a joke. Bit, bit of a caveat there. I would so drive the lad. Are you kidding me? I'll have a go. I'll have a go. See what I can do. Right, and you've got to get on stage and answer your your wonderful girlfriend and so on. So um, we're going to let you go. Thank you for talking to us. Yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure. I love talking to you guys. I think we've got some fun things Yay. that we're going to be doing together. I don't know if it's we're in bar about things we're going to be doing with you next which is great what are we doing well I'm not coming up oh no we can talk about that if you like okay we're coming to join you at Hethel yeah you're more than welcome do you know what we've been very very um, we've been very very uh, guarded with the Radford reveals Mm. and actually it's it's interesting we only revealed the interior a couple of days ago which if you watch listening to this on Monday like last week at Bremont and then we went to uh, our relationship with HR Owen so we have a partnership now for in the UK HR Owen is going to be our sales platform Um, but really we've only kind of said Radford's back and we're doing a Lotus and here's the Type 62 JPS and Goldleaf we've not we've been very very careful but on um, on Monday as this is going out Mm. uh, Jensen and myself are at uh, spending time burning some rubber off it uh, and you guys are welcome. So you'd, you'd actually be the first people to ever, we'll, we'll to ever see it move. Yeah, we, we will be there. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't uh, wait. And Jensen can drive, by the way, so... <laughs> yeah, I've heard he's quite good, isn't he? Yeah, the guy can pedal. <laughs> he's, got some, he's got some skills on him, that lad. Amazing. And listen... By the way, he took me out of the Radford track. We, uh, at the Radford track in Phoenix, we uh, have got two Vipers. Ooh. And he took me out in a Viper. And the first lap, Jensen was basically saying never driven a Viper let's see what it's got and then it just got quicker and quicker to the point where it was just laps correcting he was just correcting this Viper around the track and my underpants were brown (laughs) 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 Nice. I was like I knew the Viper was quick (laughs) but that yeah that's uh, yeah yeah, did you yeah. did you say to him midway? Yeah, I've done a bit of racing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I could have been a player. <laughs> Get me on, coach. If it wasn't for my knee injury, I would have made it. <laughs> I'm just too big. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'll oh, guess. Yeah, speaking of too big, we have go karts at the track as well, and uh, we were there with Tanner Faust, who's right. uh, you know who's a reasonable yeah, yeah, yeah. peddler himself. Let's yes. be honest. I've got this great video on my phone. I'll try. I'll send it to you later with um, Jensen and Tanner basically nudging each other around a go kart. It was fantastic because they both just. You know, where they're like, oh, they just want to win. Yeah, you don't so, lose it. Yeah. Yeah. They just want to win. It's at Goodwood, and I know you saw Jensen in a Cobra. I remember him saying, you know, he was like, I'm a bit out of my comfort zone. You know, I've never really driven a Cobra before, and he's a dad now, and he's older and mature now, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Then he sat in it, and I just saw his eyes go, and I'm like, hello, still a dad, are you? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, <laughs> I'm a Formula One world champion yeah. in a Cobra yeah. at Goodwood. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the guy's a freaking dude. Boom. Mm-hmm. Boom. Amazing. Well, we'll see you in a couple of days. We'll, they'll hear this on Monday. Hooray. Thanks yeah. to those of you that are listening in real time. And thank you, Anne. What a Yay. joy. What a joy. That was painfully right. Comes the wedding? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Is that now? Yes, right now. (laughs) The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.